and welcome to Reliving My Youth. My name is Noel Fogelman. My guest this week is Sharice Ballard, better known as Reese. Her debut album, How Do I, was released 20 years ago. I can't believe it's been 20 years. I mean, time flies. Probably my favorite album of this century. I mean, it's got such a perfect blend of rock, R&B, neo-soul, alternative. Unfortunately, that's probably why it didn't do as well as it should have. I mean, it sold over 300,000 copies, but they didn't know where to put it in record stores. It didn't fit a category because it had so many different you know, themes on, on the album. Reese talks about that. We also talk about her Fleetwood Mac covers EP called Refried Mac. She sounds a lot like Stevie Nicks. Some great songs on there. Like I said, the 20th anniversary, How Do I? She talks about some sort of um, project that the record company and her are working on for for their, I guess, celebratory release, as well as new music, which hopefully is coming out soon. It was a really fun interview with Reese. I enjoy her music a lot great person and i hope you enjoy my conversation with her people say i can't believe it's 20 years or um you know this like i love this album i'm like okay what do you think i think like i love it more than you exactly (laughs) and like i really can't believe it's been 20 years because uh i don't know it's just like 20 years is a long time yeah but then again it's like it feels like yesterday it does yesterday like I have my memory for everything that happened is like you know so there but I think it's because it's just was one of the most defining moments in my life you know right so but um but yeah I'm surprised that it's 20 years I'm kind of grateful that people are still into it I thought this path was going to go a whole different way you know so yeah right but it's yeah, it's funny because um, I discovered it. It's probably no one even realizes this anymore, but Zach Galifianakis had a late night show on uh, VH1. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, you you performed uh, the Vision, Vision on it. And that was like the oh, first wait, time. Huh? Now I want to Google this guy. What's his name? Zach what? Zach Galifianakis. He was in The Hangover. Wait a minute. How do you pronounce that? I mean, how do you? Oh, wait yeah. a minute. I got to see this guy. I'm trying to, you're right. I did do his late night show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did. I do. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny. So, cause that's the first time I heard, you know, I heard you. I'm like, oh, wow, this song is awesome. So I remember the next day I immediately bought the album, you know, or the CD, I should say. Even and you could there. actually go to a record store. Yeah, I know. That, and it's like, yeah. that can't even happen. I know. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's good and bad now. Cause I can just go yeah. on my phone, get a song, but it's like, I miss the actual you know trip to the record store listening to discovering new music and stuff like the listening stations absolutely yeah and like hearing songs like oh i gotta remember this uh this lyric so i can go to the store and remember it now it's like you hold up your phone to like shazam or whatever and you you get it within so i mean there's like which is good but yeah sometimes that's good but it's like that experience of going to a record store like that took up hours out of your day it was every single thing you could it was almost like the internet in your face and you could like look and see who the person was or see their creativity through their album cover or what you thought was their creativity you know you don't know that it's mostly like a PR team but you know nonetheless like they had something to do with it and you could like listen to more than just the single agreed exactly (laughs) you know what I mean yeah right and like you just miss like the liner notes seeing who works I was a big you know I want to see who you Mm -hmm. know worked on this album I mean you miss that now it's like all right I I know it's the artist and that's it Mm -hmm. you know unless you really you know, want to dive deep, which is, it's, it's even hard to do that sometimes. Yeah. To, to find like, who works and stuff. 
yeah, I'm a fan. We must be around the same age because I'm a fan of yeah. all that kind of stuff. And yeah. um, when I do stuff like digitally and I put it out, I, I do linear notes. I do digital booklets right. so people can know, you know what I mean? And know what's up. And I try to do them in a way where you can just, you know, print it out on your home copier. So it right. prints out to be like a whole eight by five by 11 page. So you can just like look at it, you know? Yeah, I know it's it sucks because I, I recently just bought like a all-in-one like record player, CD player because I had all, all these old albums that I, could, I had no use for them. So I'm like, right. I got to get a record player, and it's just like you put it on. It's like this is awesome hearing just the static radio right. of the album because this sounds so much better, I think, than the phone. Yeah, I um, <laughs> recently saw my nephews. I have nephews that are like seven and eleven, and I was like, "Do you guys like listen to music really? You know?" And they really don't that often. Right. And I showed them in my closet at, at my parents' house. Um, I showed them a like a big bin of CDs, and it's like yeah. two. It's like three of them. And I'm like, look, you, you see these? I'm like, I'm gonna get you a CD player for your right. room, yeah. and you can take this whole thing. Anyway, um, but yeah, it was like a bin, and I'm like, yo, you can. I'm gonna get you a CD player, which right. literally little round CD players like with the handle. Yeah, they're twenty bucks right now. I know. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get each of you one. I'm gonna give you this bin and you guys can like do something besides sit and watch TV or be on this iPad. And they're like, oh, that's cool. One of them is more, I think gonna be more creative. Okay. And the other one is like into American history, yeah. into the insurrection going on. Okay. He's into book, like so. he's yeah. into the American history, American history. And the other one is kind of just like, hears all this stuff and but he's really good at sports. He's just more of the creative one, right. I think. He's dancing around while we're talking, yeah. you know? So, but they each do like music, you know? Okay. But good. I told them, I was like, yeah, this is something you guys can do and talk about and, you know, and get yeah. into something besides what's in your iPad because you don't use your iPad to do shit anyway. Yeah. They just use it to look at it. I'm like, you need to be Googling stuff so I can take you to do things. Like, right. No, it's not it's Googling so it. Yeah, not Googling it and using it just to, watch other kids play with toys that you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I, that's weird to me. I, that's yeah. like the weirdest thing. Kids are like looking at other kids play with toys. No, I know. And like my, I have, I have three kids. So my oldest is 16 and you know, he'll play video games and he'll do sports, but then he'll, he'll watch somebody play video games. Yeah. Like why? Just, you know, just do something. But yeah, do just something. go out. You do something. It's different. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's different. But like him, I'm like I, I must have failed him somewhere along the line because <laughs> he just, musically he just doesn't really like know anything. Right. And like I, I was listening to the Beastie Boys the other day, and I'm like, do you know ever hear the Beastie Boys? He's like, looked at me with this like face like no. I'm like, <laughs> like, what did I do to you? What happened? You know, it's like we're gonna have to change that. Yeah, and I, then, yeah. It's like come on, you know. It's like I try to play some music. He's like, I don't want to hear your music. That's how my nephews are. And I'm like, yeah. why don't you want to hear music? And then it's like, well, at least I can say my sister, my sister and her husband, they work at a they work at Whole Foods. Okay. And so, but they're just they they don't just have music playing in their household. Like their household and how I grew up was completely different. Like my right. mom, I guess, was more into music than I even thought because I always remember six o'clock in the morning, like whenever time we were supposed to get up. Yeah. We got up and music was like blasting in our house. Not blasting where you couldn't talk, right. but it was up. Like you heard it. Like you yeah. heard it. Be right. going into the bathroom to get dressed, coming out of the bathroom, just like you heard it. Like yeah. I just was aware. Or maybe, you know, and she was right there with me. She's only a year and three months older. Right. But and my brother was there 
too. But yeah. you know, it's just like her household is is a lot different. Like it's not, you know, they're like, you're supposed to do that for our kids. And I'm like, okay, so I I I am the responsibility now, yeah. yeah. So I'm just like, all right, you guys are gonna take this bin and get into this. Like when they come around and I babysit or something like that, I always am like, okay, like you know, Aunt Reese is not watching TV all day with you. So, like, you know where the the bag is with all the paint, all the brushes, the pencils. The, the, like, I have all that kind of stuff, and they know now. Like, okay, you can even get a canvas if you want at this point. Like, all the shit is there. So, yeah. you know, but every kids just take to different things. So, don't feel yeah. like you did anything wrong. No, I, I know, and it's funny because my my daughter's eleven, and you know. He's a little more into music, but now it's like, you know, the popular stuff now. Some, which, you know, to me, it's like, and eh, some of it's all right, but it's like, I still want my music. So I'm trying to like inject some of my stuff right, into right. it. And it's just like, eh, it's, a, it's a losing battle. And then I have a one year old who his favorite song is Brave by Sarah Bareilles. Oh, okay. And, and he just, you know, he knows on Alexi, he, he sees the video. So when the song is wrapping up, he's oh, like, more, more. That, that's more. your that's your guy right there. That's your guy. Yeah, exactly. That's your <laughs> Yeah, that's the I'm, gonna, one. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna play. How, how do I? I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get him involved in everything. Gotta, yeah, yeah, that's the guy. Yeah, absolutely. Do you play your music to your nieces and stuff? I well, I have nephews. It's oh, nephews. Okay. I have all nephews. My brother okay. has two boys. My sister got two boys. Right. And you know, the only song that I've played for them, I've never played them how I do. Wow. Oh my god, I never played it for them. But the one song that I did play for them that they liked was "Steady." Okay. That's a song that I did with Talib Kweli for my group Idol Worship. Right, and right. they liked that song. But you know what? It's funny. When they were babies and, you know, I watched them, I would sit them in front of my laptop like I'm looking at you right now. Right. And I would um, play YouTube videos of Bob Marley. Okay. Michael Jackson. Right. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Give it away. Give, you know, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And just and see. And it's like the hit, the mega hits like that of right. good music. Yeah. It, 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 they loved it. Oh, good. They all loved it naturally. So it's like something to be said, like maybe just go bigger, bigger, bigger Yeah. with your kids. You know what I mean? Before they can go into Deeper. like a niche, yeah. you know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. But um, that's what I started doing. And they would start saying their ABCs like in rock and roll, like right. like they would, <laughs> you know, great. they would yeah. respond to it. Right. But now, you know, I don't, I'm not with them like that at, at all. You, I mean, I see them from time to time, yeah. but not as much, you know, COVID and everything. And um. So I said, okay, I got to get them this, uh, these CD players for their room. Yeah. So, you know, they, they don't share a room. So they need, okay. you know, they need Each their own yeah. and this big bin. And it's like, all right. And then you guys can talk about it. And you guys can say, what's my favorite song? What's your favorite song? Yeah. You can ask me about it. Um, the biggest thing we connect on though is uh, traveling because okay. they learn about different countries. And usually right. every country they've learned about, I've been to. They, we talk about that, you know, and I try to tell them other things about the country that they would never know from right. their teacher, you know, right. and uh, but music hasn't been the thing yet, but I have a feeling they're going to travel. They're going to want to go away. They're not going to want to stay here when they get Good. older. I, I yeah. kind of get that vibe, which is right. cool. Yeah. And um, but yeah, that's yeah, I never played them. I guess I should play them how I do. Yeah, <laughs> I, I never mean, played it for them. Yeah, exactly. No, it's it's like it's, I mean. 20 years now and it's one of my favorite albums of the past 20 years still thank you uh, I, I listen to it all the time and it's it's so good and I, um like think, my biggest I want, it's not an issue because I kind of feel like they really didn't know how to market you oh I have the answer to that okay Go ahead. Perfect. Like, oh, tell no, me perfect. what you think tell me what you think I, I just think because you know they try to label you as like one thing which mm -hmm. I didn't feel the music 
warm to that label, you know, like a right. neo soul type thing. You know, I, I thought it was more of like a alternative, like it maybe an R and B alternative. I agree. I mean, in yeah. the early two thousands, the all R and B alternative or alternative R and B that didn't exist. That right. name didn't exist. Yeah, we were still in the times of people going into record stores exactly. and like say we went into to Tower. It was either rock pop. That was one category, yeah. which I felt that's where my music should have been. Right. And then they had R&B and then they had soul and then they had oldies. And then they had, you know, if you were lucky and you went to like another store, they had punk rock Yeah. or, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and they didn't have, they were coining the phrase Neo soul. Yeah. And we just have to think about it on a bigger level that at the end of the day, they had to figure out what category that already existed that they could fit me in that they thought the masses would look at me because that's maybe maybe marketing tells you that people do judge a book by its cover maybe that was what it was for them because they put me in a category based off of what I look like where I was from and that's it (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean and I think that's what happens when you go to a major label and they have these categories one two three four Mm. and that's it you know so um, at the time I felt the same way. I felt like, you know, in some record stores I would go into, they would have me as rock pop because okay. the person that, you know, put it on the shelf actually it. listened to it. Right. It's true. You know, then yeah. they were like, we're going to put this in R and B. There's, there's not even an R and I mean, there, I yeah. guess Ice King is the most sitting back. They're yeah. the most R and B songs. Right. And to be truthful, the label wanted me to put out sitting back as my first song because of how they wanted to market me, how I looked and where yeah. I was from. And, you know, being from Philly, looking the way I did with having the Afrocentric hair, you know, being a black girl that, that for lack of better, wanted to look black. Like yeah. I didn't necessarily want to um, lighten my skin or straighten my hair mm-hmm. or, you know, do these things like to slender my nose or, you know, right. I didn't do all those things. And I wasn't trying to be like Mary J. Blige, you know, who does all those things. I yeah. mean, you know, and, so it was like, okay, well, that's Neo Soul then because right. that's what Jill Scott's doing and that's what this person and that, you know. And so that's where I got put. But I mean, I went to some record stores and it was in rock pop and I was like, all right, they get it. They actually listened yeah. to it. No, you know? it's true, yeah. And, but I know that's what happened and that's, you know, but, but the thing is, is that the funny thing is that I had a lot of people who only listen to R&B singing They Say Vision at concerts.
that opened my eyes to say that, you know, these are also people that listen to Prince. And if you listen to Prince, yeah. then you listen to every genre. I mean, it's true. It's true. you know, so it, it still got through. And it's funny because I'm actually trying to find out right now how many units I ended up selling between then and right. now, because I feel like I deserve a gold record at this point. Like I know it, I it sold so. over 500,000. It had to, yeah. but I'm finding all that kind of stuff out. Um, and just back in contact with that label because we have a 20th anniversary, you right. know, and they want to re-release it. Um, you know, I tried, I, you know, I, I had to kind of, you know, someone approached me on it that didn't work at the label. Um, they wanted, they were like, oh, you know, it's, it's, you should be, you know, trying to do this. And they went to the label and they said, yeah, we would definitely want to do it. And then yeah. that's kind of how it got started. But um, I totally agree. I didn't feel like they placed me in the right category. They, they absolutely didn't know what one direction was yeah. going to work. Right. And so they were also confused because at that point in time, record labels gave, they would take the album and they would make these, um, they would take the three best songs. They would make these like things, right? Okay. And so this is what they would send out to people before the album came out. So it was a sampler. Right, right. So the sampler, I still have them. It's funny because I had two, there's, I, there's a bunch of them at my house, not like hundreds, but like yeah. maybe five of them. Two of these samplers, which is like this box thing. Right. right? We're like holding up my mom's TV. I was like, mom, <laughs> what are you doing? I was like, where did this come from? She's like, oh, I needed my TV up a little. Right. So she yeah. has them on the TV. So I was like, oh, oh that's so funny. Yeah. No. So, but she's a big fan. Don't worry. Right, and okay, so good. she, you know, I have a sampler here and it says it, it, they took five songs from the album to give to people to say, Hey, okay. enjoy this artist. This is what right. she looks like. So they have yeah. photos, you know, some little like envelope with a stamp. Yeah. I don't know. You know, the creative department, you know, great. They did a thing that says how I do. This is the cover for ice King. Okay. You know? And on the sampler, it has full mm. five songs. It has Golden Boys, Ice King, They Say Vision, Sitting Back, and Tsunami. Oh. 
pretty much represents all the genres minus like the reggae record, but reggae, right, reggae. Yeah. but this kind of represents all the, what you're going to get from the album. So they gave this out to people. They gave this, these songs to yeah. like a company that did demographic work. Okay. It's almost like the new eight, the old, old analytics before yeah. computers and music. Yeah, right, exactly. It, right. So they actually took a, a survey of people that they had doing this. You know, they had people signed up to do this and they wanted to know what song did people like the most and what genre yeah. that do these people like, you know, they figure yeah. it all out. And they got from each genre of like demographic people like rock, pop, R&B, soul, mm. you know, each one yeah. had a song that they liked, that they mm. loved. And so when that came back, that, that fucked me. Right, because yeah. the label was like, wait a minute, usually we only have one yeah. the demographic says they yeah. love it versus love. another. Right. But here, because the album was so diverse, it, there was multiple groups of people mm -hmm. that liked it. And right. they, they saw that as a problem and not as, a, as okay, let's just work this. Yeah. For, you know, it, it's a problem because to work different uh, demographic groups yeah. or, or you know, people costs more money. Right. And yeah. right now they have a black girl that looks black, talks black, whatever, black American yeah. and wants to and but does this music that they don't think is black music. Black. Yeah. In America. And that at that time and at a label that is like, uh, no, you need to fit under like Mary J. Blige. Blige. Brandy exactly. does. Right. And you, you just, you know, you're not this, this and this over here. And so they just were like, all right, we're just going to base it. We're not going to base it off of any of that mm -hmm. shit. Yeah. And we're going to base it off of what she looks like. And we're not going to try to push it for the first week because we don't want to fuck it up and push it to the wrong demographic mm -hmm. and then have a right. horrible first week and we put all this money out. Now, the difference of what, uh, what, I, what they did with me, they called what mm -hmm. I did the rollout was a slow burn, which is okay. we're going to put the album out yeah. and we're going to promote it in record stores where people and let people just slowly get into it. Right. What they did with Alicia Keys at a different label on yeah. the same day is called a big first week. week. Which means we're putting the house behind her. Right. Because we're trying to get those numbers. Yeah. And, you know, everybody on paper is involved. Clive Davis, like everybody is going yeah. back. And that's having the house behind you. And they didn't do that for me. And, you know, that's the result of like, oh, now you have a cult classic, you know, critically acclaimed album versus someone who is... A bazillionaire right now yeah i mean nothing against alicia keys i mean i like her a lot but your album blows her out of the water uh, i know that and, yeah, and I, I know you do yeah, yeah right. like i heard the last album and i was like not impressed yeah the last album just came out like i listen to everybody's shit you know like right. because yeah. i i guess i'm competitive in that way you know yeah. um i listen to a lot of these r&b records and i'm like they're not that good no. they're just not good they're like mediocre. Like they're not even yeah. really great R and B. It's just yeah. like these, and I don't I don't understand why these. I mean, the, the person to me that has the best R and B record of like the last yeah. few years that like there's a couple people, but like you know, out of the starlets, if we're right. talking a female, she ain't even black. Yeah. <laughs> Her name is Snow Allegra. Okay. She ain't black. She like yeah. Armenian or some other yeah. shit. <laughs> right. But the fact is like nowadays they'll they'll and not even nowadays they always did this they did it with josh stone it's like if they have yeah. a, a white you know person or a singer that 
sings like as an anomaly and sings R&B yeah, right. well enough to convince the white public and a couple of black people, yeah. like they'll full, they'll put their money there every time and introduce that person to our community. Right. And then, but if you have a black artist that's, you know, killing it in the same right yeah. in rock and roll, they, you are getting, you ain't getting there. They're not, they're not pushing you. They're right. not pushing you, not for that. They'll push you for everything else but that, even if right. that is what 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 you are and what you made. And so that kind of has always been happening. So, yeah. you know, I didn't expect necessarily to be the one person to like flip, you know, history. Yeah. But at the same time, I didn't think that they were going to play me like they played it, right. you know? And I didn't think it was going to be that much of a fight to get what was appropriate, yeah. you know? Um, I remember them not even, I, the album came out and I understand it was a slow burn, but we still needed a video. And, you know, I tell the story all the time. Yeah. It took Burt Padell, my accountant, right. who was a popular accountant at the time or for years. And um, he had to call the label and say, look, what are you guys doing? Like the album came out months ago. Um, you know, it needs to be promoted. Like, what are you doing? If you're not gonna give this girl money for a video, I will. They didn't want to look like shit. so. You know, it's just like with the capital and the insurrection and like, you know, everyone yeah. keeps talking about how we look to other countries. Fuck that, you know? Like yeah. who cares about how we look? Right. It's the fact that it is that easy to walk up in there and do it, something, yeah. you know? Just like, forget the fact that how it's gonna look, but that is for my situation, that's what it took for them to, to say literally two days later, yeah. my manager calls me and says, oh, you got $450,000 mm. to do your first video. Wow. You know, and then you got some more money to do your second video. Yeah. That's how that happened. And it's a shame because the music was is good and it still has validity today. It's still, you know, I have I just had a 16 year old reach out to me on Instagram. Like, I just discovered mm -hmm. your album. It's incredible. And it's like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's not going to stop, you know, yeah. but I, I have more to come. Like with this this 20th anniversary, I'm very much crossing my fingers that I get the things that I need from the label when I need them so I can go in and do and, and reprogram the drums and have my partner, um, Steve McKee, reprogram the drums, you know? So it can be even more modern and have a twist, you know? And then do some remixes, but you know, okay. that's in a perfect world. So I'm, right, yeah. I'm right now talking to, them, talking to them about that. And, um, you know, it's, but it's still, they're still giving me, issues just like you know they're, they're still giving me issues like even about me trying to just do the most you know because they're they, they're never trying to do the most you know you yeah you think the timing was wrong for that album absolutely what, when oh, well the, the timing was great for me no, the I mean, timing was great I mean, for everybody else but the, but in general the i was avant-garde you know right. so it with with you know a thing of being avant-garde it's like yeah you're the first and you're before everybody else but yeah. you're not rewarded for that right of course you know and um or you're rewarded in a way that's not uh beneficial for you maybe it doesn't benefit my yeah my bottom line you right. know what i mean it's like it benefits my ego yeah you know so i will i guess still feel like i want to do it but it doesn't right. it doesn't do much for you know yeah. it doesn't right it makes me feel good exactly you know? yeah and i am like, grateful for that because i could yeah walk around and have an album that everyone hates that's you know? true and people would tell me that but I've, I've never heard anyone who knows me they either like tell me how much they like the record or they are freaking out 
telling me how much they like the yeah. record, having a nosebleed, like literally. Right. So <laughs> yeah. that's cool for the ego. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, like I said before, the night after or the day after I heard you on, you know, that show, I got the album. You know, otherwise, don't say. And when I go to the store, maybe I'll pick it up. You know, maybe a week or so. I, next day, I went out and got it. That's so awesome. yeah, no, it, it was great. Now, do you think the order of the singles like hurt too? Like, like they say, the vision was like the third single, right? Well, I think yeah. They well, they wanted to. They originally wanted to do sitting back because okay. of you know the N word in it. Literally, that's what they told me, and I was like, all right, yeah. I guess that goes along with my color, like, uh, and I and I refused it, okay. and so they were like, "Well, if you refuse picking, you know, that single that we want yeah. you to use, then we're not going to support anything right now." So that's why yeah. I sat, and Bert Pedell was like, "Fuck that," yeah. you know, and said something on my behalf, and he had enough power. And then they said, "Well, what single do you want?" And I said, "Well, I want Golden Boys to be first, yeah. you know, but they wanted still they wanted something." you know, like in the R&B and, you know, hip hop and because yeah. that's where they wanted to push me. So right. they wanted Ice King to be a white label, which is like something that they give to the DJs at first. Okay. So they did that. And that was a kind of an unofficial, but the very first thing they put out and then they did Golden Boys and then they did They Say Vision. And I think if they had just put They Say Vision out first and gave me like the push, like a quarter of what they did Gwen Stefani, we wouldn't even probably be talking right now you know yeah like be, it would yeah. be a whole different you know stratosphere for my right. career but you know they did it the way they did it also you know when they say vision did come out and it was doing good on the charts and at radio they decided that they wanted me to go to europe why because they wanted me to open up for mary j blige because they still were trying to push me in something and the, and it's crazy because my my yeah my single was working at radio and it wasn't something that would resonate with that crowd, but, right. and it was happening in America. So, yeah. you know, I don't know if that's like poor management too, or, you know, because my management got me to that point. So they were right. bad, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I kind of regret ending my relationship, not kind of, but I totally end up, I, I regret ending my relationship with that management company because it wasn't at the end of the day, it wasn't the management yeah. company. Right. You know, but I felt at the time that they weren't doing this, they weren't able to get the door open that I needed to be open. And quite frankly, I felt that way because he was a dark skinned black male, not because he wasn't smart enough, not because yeah. he didn't have good, but he came in dressed a certain way and they didn't fuck with it. Yeah. You know, but now it's all cool. So, you know, he's popping, he manages Dave Chappelle. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But when I, you know, in the beginning, it wasn't, that wasn't it. They were like, yeah. what do you know about this kind of music and this artist? And it's like, we brought this album to you done. Like, right. what do you, you know, so, or we yeah. worked on it with your budget. And, you know, so it, it was, it was weird, but, you know, your destiny is your destiny. Yeah, true. You know, yeah. but a lot of good things have come out of it. And, you know, as far as me recognizing, um, my tra my talent and who I am, and, you know, um, being able to to make music and still like making that my job. That's right. great. And traveling the world and meeting all the great people I've met and, you know, performing, you know. Yeah. Um, so all that kind of stuff like created a great life for me, you know, oh, that's in, great. in one sense. Yeah, that's great. And you put out, you know, the, the refied Mac, which is awesome. Like, oh, yeah, that was pretty that's cool. Cover. Yeah. So I'm assuming that, that they're like your influences too. Like, yeah, absolutely. Up, yeah. 
well, not even, no, not even growing up. I have to be honest with that. Like, well, yes and no, because okay. I always knew Fleetwood Mac songs. Like I would always right. hear them in the supermarket or at yeah. gymnastics class. Or <laughs> right. speaker, but I didn't know who it was. Okay. I just, you know, I, I was always a song person where I just locked into specific songs and I never thought about who sang them. I didn't right. really care, you know? Yeah. But then time went on and uh, people kept saying, oh, you know, after they say Vision came out, they're like, you sound like Stevie Nicks, you sound like Stevie Nicks. And mm -hmm. at the time I said, well, who's Stevie Nicks? I sound like a guy. Like <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> right, that right. These songs that I listened to in the past and, yeah. you know, and when I did, I listened to her and I was like, I don't sound like this lady. Mm -hmm. But then I listened to the origin, the original recordings, like yeah. the like rumors, like the first edition, oh, not like right, right. not, not hearing rematch. her doing it live. Yeah, exactly. You right. know? Yeah. And then I said, Oh, okay, I get what people are saying. I said, Okay, fuck it. I guess I should do an EP of her songs then. Yeah. You know, because they're, they're the, you realize as a singer what your key is or what your um, you know, the realm with the songs that you should be singing or yeah. you know you know what what lends itself like you know to your vocals yeah. and so i just kind of took some great advice and i did these this ep of five of my favorite fleetwood mac songs before um for like early in 2010 i did it like mm. I, I did it like years before it came out okay. and i just didn't know what to do with it i didn't have any an outlet and yeah. i think because i had been a part of a major label and such a big system anything else seemed like not worth putting out like if okay. it wasn't going to have the marketing, if it wasn't right. going to be, it just seemed like it was a waste why of bother? like Why bother? And now that's like, you know, a horrible attitude to have. And maybe yeah. then it was as well, because I probably would have released way more stuff that mm. I have sitting in my, in my laptop. But, right. you know, then it also kind of came sometimes when I did want to release stuff, I worked with people who only wanted to release it if they were being paid a certain hey, of course. Yeah. So because I came from major label, it's like everyone looks at you as like you have a certain amount of money. Right. No matter what, even till yeah. this day. I don't know if it's like my demeanor, but yeah. I swear people think I'm rich. <laughs> but, right. You know, but really I just think rich. Okay. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah. You, you gotta you know fool everyone right i guess <laughs> i guess <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know but i'm yeah. not trying to fool. i don't i don't try to don't, i'm just yeah. like look this is what it is you know but i i've come into a couple roadblocks but i um i don't know i'm figuring out how to get around them yeah. you know just for a bit, lack of better words and um yeah that ep is great and um yeah it's a great ep yeah. tom spiker produced it we brought in uh, or he brought in um uh, Chuck Treese, who played the drums on They Say Vision. Okay. He also bought in my partner now, uh, Steve McKee. Mm. And, um, but like years before we were really together. And right. he, you know, he produced that EP and um, he did a great job.
Reset album? Um, the reset album, honestly, I did the I did three reset albums. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like it they never were able to get out because of the producers. Right. And then we had a situation where I was getting sued and it they, you know, by someone very close to me at the time. Yeah. And then that lawsuit is still open, but oh, yeah. you know, it's still I, it's still open but I don't even know what's going on with it but I now have overcome all that and I just had to like make a whole nother album so the third reset right. which is what you what I perform sometimes on okay. the live streams it's like songs called uh, where do we go or uh, burning desire those songs are going to be on the new album okay. and um, but th that album is going to be like totally independent and I'm thinking of putting it out well before the 20th anniversary because mm -hmm. I just need to master it and I have to like what it you know how it's mixed right. and, and everything and I just again like you know I I just have to be honest like I you know I think because I'm so used to having things a certain way you know how I talk to people and how I demand certain things it's like it's not um it's not equal to like my bank you know what I mean? <laughs> right. And, and the expectations that I have, it's like, I have to bring, I almost sometimes feel like I have to bring my expectations down a little bit. I'm working with great people. So in that respect, I don't, Yeah. but um, as far as like, you know, how many times do I have them change something? You know, I, you know, I'm right. used to having someone else make certain decisions and now it's on me and I'm like, you know, shell shock about it. So yeah. it's like, I, you know, I'm just used to yeah. a lot of different you know. ways about about making music and I'm trying to like be satisfied right with what I have and know that no matter what I put out people will like it I guess you know what I mean but I want to like it too right you know what I mean and if I don't then I just at least want to have a version that I like so that makes sense yeah. but that costs money to make different right. versions because it, it's yeah. people's time you know right. so I'm just trying to trying to get to a point where I'm like satisfied with the mixes and the mastering and then I'm going to just release it. I have the photos done for it. Okay. I have the, um, you know, which I have completely different hair now. So I'm just like, <laughs> right, oh, yeah. shit. But I guess that's not going to matter because no. the photos are pretty cool. Yeah. And I, um, I have a graphic designer working on it now because it took forever to get okay. the photographer to give me the damn photos. <laughs> right. But the photos are phenomenal. So I can't oh, even awesome. be mad at the guy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. And so, but he finally gave them to us and you know, it's all those, those are all the things that, that take time when you're getting yeah. a lot of favors done from people, they don't come on a schedule. Well, of course. And so that's you can't be pushy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I am pushy. Right. <laughs> so it's like, okay, yeah. now I got to get this person to be not mad at me now to right. just like, now yeah. I got to coax some and I'm not good with that. So usually I have a budget. Yeah. So, but it's all good, but the music's really good. Um, Sometimes I'll go on live stream and I'll just play it because I was so like not sure about mixes and I had yeah. people listen to them online on IG. Right. And I just try to like, you know, 
do that. Like one, one lady hit me up and she was like, yeah, you know, I don't have your old mixtape that you made called a box of chocolates. She's like, you know, I'll cash up you. Like how you should sell it to people as I think like she gave me a whole great idea. So now when you buy like a piece of vinyl or if you buy like, I don't know, a t-shirt or some kind of physical object, I'm going to give people the option to get MP3s from me of these songs that I released, but you know, they weren't released with a label or release yeah. to Bandcamp or something like that, right. you know? And yeah, so I'm gonna give people that option. No, that, that's good. Cause I mean, people will definitely want to get them. I mean, yeah. now, now you can just cater right to your fans. You don't have to worry right. about different genres and whatnot now. It's just yeah. going right to your fans. That, that's yeah. one benefit of doing it on your own. Yeah, so I'm just gonna yeah. get like real and be like, okay, what's your email? And then you're gonna get an email from me. Yeah. You know, yeah. and a lot of the stuff has digital like Refried Mac that has a digital booklet, Black right. Girls Rock has a digital booklet, yeah. but I also had two more songs to Black Girls Rock that I took off when I okay. released it, you know, right. or got it out there. And um, so, you know, I'm talking to the label about that now. I'm, I have, cause they technically own it and I have yeah. to get that going, so. Right. Yeah, yeah another cover, you know, obviously the Refried uh, Mac one is the Jefferson uh, Starship. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, that, that was, was pretty really cool. Good.
Mark Batson is the producer. Phenomenal, phenomenal. One of the best producers I've ever worked with. Right. And he basically was like, yeah, uh, I have this opportunity. And they asked me who I wanted mm. to work with. And I mm. wanted to work with you. So they called me up like, hey, he wants to do this with you. Right. And so uh, we did. And it was a great experience. He chose the song or the song was already chosen. Okay. I honestly never heard it before. Oh, wow. and, okay. I, and that's why it probably sounds like that, because mm. I didn't really know it the way yeah. it, everyone else knew it. So I just right. like kind of did that. And, you know, I listened to a lot of R&B and I liked it and mm. I thought That's it almost, was cool. So much better off then. Cause you, you give your Sometimes. own slants, slants on the song. You don't want to like just, cause some covers you, people just basically sing it just like how it is. And it's like, why cover yeah. a song? You know, it's like. Right. And that, that's pretty, and honestly, with Refry Mac, that's what I did. I tried to like do, yeah. because I knew the music was going to be so different. I was like, right. okay, people need to know like what the song is. Like yeah. people need to be able to recognize it. So that's why I went very like linear with like how the song is written and how yeah. the melody is. Right. And I did that also because that's what Stevie Nicks did. And everyone was like, yeah, you sound <laughs> like her. So it's like, okay, let's, yeah. let's see how, how yeah. I can do it my thing, you know? Right. And but I knew the music was going to be that crazy, so I was like, okay, it has to be, you know, done yeah. a little bit different. And and honestly, for that cover, you know, it was a test shoot that I did with a Philly photographer, and we just like went with it. Mm. And because honestly, it was just a budget thing. The you know, right. I originally put it out with Javodi Media, and they didn't really give me enough money to do more. So I just had to kind of like turn lemons into lemonade, you know. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect for them to take a digital deal and then, you know, take the music and press it up. So that's right. a legal issue. Yeah. But I am grateful that people do have it and I'm grateful that I even have a copy of it. Oh, that's and, good. Yeah. But you know, it's still not a legal thing. So if you do have a copy or you, you know, you get one from me, it's like it's definitely the first pressing and they'll they'll probably won't be any more like this with this cover okay. and with this kind of stuff. So right. okay. that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, what would you tell like someone who's just starting out in the business? Like, any advice? Like, what what would you, you know? Because um, you've had an interesting, you know, path so far. I guess it would depend on what like what their talent was. If they were right. a vocalist or they were a musician, um, if they came from a family 
that supported them or if they come, you know, or were their parents like post office workers, you know what I mean? And like nine to fivers, you know, it depends on that because all of that kind of stuff that determines how your journey goes, you know, the support that you have from your family, if they believe in what you do and they support it, then your life as a musician is going to be a lot easier. If you come from a family that don't really pay attention to you, don't really um and pay attention to you meaning like not that they like leave you alone all the time but like they don't pay attention to the type of person you are and what really makes you happy then like you might be better off just doing what they want you to do because they're not going to be supportive and you're going to feel it and when you need their support the most and it's not there it's gonna it's gonna hurt you know i I think if it's just about the type of support you have Mm -hmm. and and if you're you know, what you're trying to do. Are you trying to be a manager? Are you trying to be a singer? Are you trying to be a musician? Yeah. I feel like musicians got it hard. Artists got it harder too, you know, yeah. so. Right. But that, um, yeah, in the past I, year, yeah, certainly I, didn't help. <laughs> oh yeah, in the past year doesn't help. And yeah. the past 10 years didn't help when they right. started closing the stores down. Yeah. So it's, you know, there's other things to, I just, I don't know if I would make music like, you know, a career it's hard you can't i would definitely make it a a a hobby you know but right you know i don't know if i would make it a career i mean graphic design yeah right (laughs) music Uh, i mean not so much yeah yeah but yeah but i mean we're we're actually glad that you did because we wouldn't have you know the great music (laughs) you put you put out so far so that's awesome no i'm glad too but it's just you know it's real out it's real and it's it it gave me a good life but i started at a different time right you know but um even if i had started maybe 20 years before that then i'd probably be in a better situation too yeah to be honest you know i i kind of got in on the tail end of when it was going to shit right exactly yeah you know, I kind of am in there, but I'm kind of not. And technology started changing so quickly, you know, right. that didn't really work for the artist either. Yeah. You know, with streaming and, you know, who decides how much a stream is worth. And right. it's just like really, really weird now. Because, I think yeah. I would, yeah, I think I would go into um, music advocacy. No, it's, that's, that's actually, that's, yeah. That's, that's the new music industry. Yeah, because you can work on your album, put blood, sweat, and tears, a lot of money, and then people stream it for free. Uh, absolutely, and and, yeah. and are like, you know, yeah, happy to stream it for free. Yeah, feel like that's the way it's supposed to be. Feel like what you do is a hobby, or feel like what you do is fun. Right. Yeah, and that's it. You know, and um, you know, but people just kind of like are out the loop sometimes. Like they just don't even know any better. That's true. Especially now. Yeah. all the kids have no idea that you actually had to buy music right way, way they, back when and that it wasn't so easy to make it wasn't like the laptop that my parents bought me right you know, yeah gave me a marketing plan it, it's not like yes we have the internet no it is not as easy as they try to make it seem making it making being in the music industry and showing people how easy it is to market themselves because these apps are free is a marketing plan yes that is a marketing like strategy. Don't believe the hype, <laughs> you know? So true. Yeah. But uh, last question. Uh, remember where you were the first time you heard one of your songs on the radio? I, I remember, no, but I do remember okay. hearing it going by someone's car in their radio. Okay. okay. <laughs> and I was teaching tennis because I was teaching tennis with Arthur Ashe in the summer. Okay. 
and I was in Huntington Park which is like a park where like hookers and hoes be at, you know what I mean? In tennis courts. And we would be like trying to get the kids, you know, off the, um, you know, try to, we Mm. we literally had to tell people like, okay, from this time to this time, we're, we're teaching these kids. Can you like kind of just, you know, and I remember sitting out there and a car rode by and they were playing my record. And I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's that's a, that's like my song, you know. Yeah. Um, the other like defining moment was when I heard "Little Lies" that's on the Refried Mac right. EP. When I heard that on the radio, okay, I heard it on like um, Jazz Cafe or something like that, or right. NPR, not yeah. NPR, Jazz Cafe, W something something. Okay. And I was like, wow, that shit yeah. sounds great on the radio. Well, yeah. Like, I was <laughs> yeah. surprised at that song because I hadn't. I, that wasn't one that I really listened to a lot. Little okay. Lies. But hearing it come out on a radio, like a radio in someone's kitchen, right. my mom's kitchen, I was like, oh my God, that sounds great. But there was one yeah. time, right. and one time only, that I heard one of my songs and mm. I was sitting in the car driving up PCH okay. in like a, I think it was like an orange Alfa Romeo. Right. <laughs> window was down yeah like the the top was down it was a convertible and it was like a 1960 or something like you know I was in the car my my friend at the time was driving yeah. and I heard 700 miles okay like it wasn't my song
happened to me again right. and had and and anyone who who's out there that knows like that makes music every time you hear a song you did mm. you usually hear it but you also hear a, a bunch of other things come mm. to you like what you did wrong or that right. day or you know oh I wish I had did this ad lib mm. or you still yeah. sang in this other ad lib that you didn't include that you wish you did or you're like damn I wish that that note sounds weird right but this one time I was listening and I heard 700 miles mm. the entire song like I was some like I was like it wasn't, wasn't me right and I I mean I think it was like divine intervention <laughs> and I'm not even joking like it's yeah. literally like that does not ever happen. It was like, right. God was like, today, bitch, you are going to hear this shit. Like everybody else heard it. And when I heard that song, yeah. I was like, I sat back and I was like, oh my God. I was like, this yeah. song is fucking great. Like, yeah. I thought this song was great. Right. Like, I thought it was so good. <laughs> I was like, damn, the bass. Like, I thought it was so <laughs> great. Like, right. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't yeah. not believe it. I was like, oh my God. And then it was over and I was like, wow. And then he put on the next song and it was just like, oh, yeah. I heard all the, you know, I never yeah. heard it again like that. Oh, never wow. in my life. Right. Never in my life. That's never. Amazing. Like right. no one hears their songs like that. You all, yeah. it's just like editing a paper or re-editing a paper. Or, you know, you're just like, uh. Yeah. I mean, I was like, like to me, that was really hearing my song for the first time. Right. Like how everybody else hears it. Like that was really hearing it. Yeah. And I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, this John sounds, this John is not like, this is, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. No, it's a great song. So I'm glad you experienced it. Like yeah, but like, I never, <laughs> right. ever, you yeah. know, it was like, just, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, wow, of course, like God loves me. Like I'm in a, a, a Alfa Romeo, like a vintage yeah. Alfa Romeo, like, a, you know, guys driving me around, like, you know, my friend or whatever right. and on PCH and like, yeah, uh, that was like the first time. Mm. And I don't even know if, if he knows this, this person, like, but yeah. Yeah, that's great. Cool. Yeah. That was the first time, yeah. really. That's awesome. But I appreciate your time today. This was great, Reese. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, no problem. For me, you know, you guys have to know, I was 23 years old when that album came out. Okay. And, oh, yeah, I was 25. So, yeah. You know, yeah. And yeah. I figured we were around the same age. And, yeah. Uh, you know, for me, that's like talking about it is reliving, reliving my youth, you know, right. in a sense, because I was so young and, you know, I had got a deal in 1999 
and made this album and it came out and like I had no idea about the music industry I didn't know anybody really in it I didn't know singers like that I wasn't going to the five spot like everybody thought and feel like I wasn't going out I was just like oh suburban like black kid that you know went to private school and then went to temple like you know I so for me it's like reliving my youth too you know And a special thanks to Reese for joining me today. Check her out on Twitter and Instagram at the one Reese. That's the number one. She does some shows on Instagram Live. It's great. If you have a guest suggestion, you can hit me up on Twitter at the first Noel One Nine, or like the page Living My Youth on Facebook. Go to iTunes. Check out all the past episodes we've had. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Don't have iTunes? Not a problem. Shows on SoundCloud, Podbean, Spotify, wherever podcasts are found. A new episode comes out every week. I know we missed the last couple weeks, but we're on a more regular schedule now. We'll talk to you guys next week. Stay safe.